This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Dara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. No, seriously, where did that come from? How I've never seen that before. And now I'm saying, I ain't never seen that before. Baby, you're not going to see all my... My my male toiletry toiletries and all my you know accessories and you know stuff I baby what do you have. use this little pouch for with these gadgets in it? Cause I needed to keep myself together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I thought the Bible did that. It does. It helps with that tremendously. But my physical body, you know, I got my nail file. You file your nails. I ain't never you, seen you file your nails ever. Man, you don't be paying attention. See, you you got to pay attention to your husband. When do you, you file your nails? Open. I file my nails. When? My my fingernails and my toenails. You file your toenails? Yes. I've never seen that. Where 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 is this event happening? In this house. In the bathroom or something? Because I ain't never seen it. Sometimes in the bathroom. Well, it must be in the, in the bathroom. In the bed. Yeah. You getting toe jam in the bed? I ain't say nothing about no toe jam. Toe nails, but I don't leave them in the bed. That brings us to today's discussion. Oh, so we told everybody last time, you want to go ahead and tell everybody what we said we was going to talk about last time and how, why we're not going to do that this, this go around. Oh yeah, we was going to talk about people who refuse to get jobs because they're chasing their dreams. In ministry. In ministries. And, and they have families. And those families are hurting. And suffering. Suffering. At the expense of them chasing something that yeah. they believe God told them to do, but that scripture clearly shows the a opposite. different picture of how the order of family is supposed to go. So God yeah. couldn't be telling you that. We were going to talk about that, but we're not going to do that this episode. Right. Because we had a discussion, y'all, and we kind of felt like the last, the first few episodes have been centered around marriage, but we know that there are a lot of listeners who are not married, and we don't want right. to leave y'all out. So we figured, Definitely let's talk. Definitely y'all out. Right. So we figured we are going to tackle that topic, but with this being episode four, we wanted to be inclusive to people who are not married and talk about a topic that is not, you know, you can listen to those other podcasts and always take something away from it. Um, you know, especially if you have a desire to get married, it'll be a seed that you can use for get marriage. I said get married. My bad. I'm, I'm tired. trying to figure out where you can go get marriage from. <laughs> Y'all. So I'm tired. I didn't really want to get up just now. We didn't even celebrate our anniversary, which was of two or three days ago, because no. we were out. Uh, we were traveling for Anton. Y'all call him Ishan, but I don't call him Ishan. Call him Anton. He was. We had to get some stuff done for some music stuff for him, and so we've just been running back to back. We were in Atlanta. 
I didn't know if you wanted me to say anything, so I'll... Yeah, no. Okay, because I did my little tidbit Tuesday for my Instagram, and I was in a car doing it, and I wanted to say that, and I was like, well, I don't know if you... Your dad wants people to know that we're here in Atlanta shooting a video for the new project yet, like yet. So I just didn't bring it up, and people was probably like watching this hot dress. Right? No, people oh. weren't saying that. They were saying, "Why does she look hot in that dress?" Wow. Not why you are. You not are dressed. really hilarious. I'm just telling the truth, because in both of those dresses, man, my goodness. So anyway, we have Ooh. been running it, baby. My goodness. Focus. It's hard to focus. <laughs> I think about you and them dresses. So About we've been, you. baby. I digress, baby. So we've been running like crazy. Our flight came in like really late the other night, and then we couldn't even find a lift to get home immediately. But then we, we found had a to, lift. Then we had we to. We sure did find a lift, though. You saying that so we, aggressive we because I wanted to plan it and schedule a pickup, and you said no, and that's why we waited. But me as a planner. Likes to schedule it, so you trying to hit that topic hard to make sure. But we found one. Nah, that's not what I'm, but we found not what I'm saying. Though. I was saying it because but we, we found, found one. Though. We sound we found a super lift, a super. Oh, lift driver. dude, driving like the aircraft. I mean, this guy. Like, I'm scared. We was about to get into an accident. Yo, he was driving so fast, like he was literally in a race, trying to trying to make a deadline. That's why I had to ask myself, Yo, are we at last? Ride for the night? So like, no, no, no. Because when I mean, you driving, like, you trying to hurry up and get off. You trying to hurry up and get us to our destination. He was trying, so to, get, he was trying to get off of this earth driving like that. He was. Because I was like, Lord. But anyway, we got home. And then he tried home, to sell me on some stuff, but go ahead. We got home really late. And so I'm tired, y'all. So if I um, make grammatical errors, it's because I'm tired. Forgive it. But anyway, we was talking about being inclusive to people who aren't married. The other episodes that we talked about marriage, anyone can take something from those episodes. They're not just for married people. But since the topics were kind of centered around that, we wanted to talk about something that everybody can relate to, whether you're married or not. So I heard this guy and no, 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 actually it was a woman and she was online and she was basically saying and this has been a, this is like nothing new. You hear people say this all the time, but I heard her say that and I was like, oh, we should talk about that on the podcast. Mm. How you should have sex first before you married somebody because you want to make sure that you want to be married to that sex for life. Because mm. if that sex is not enjoyable or pleasurable right. or the body parts of that person isn't what you consider well enough to maybe just uh, say it. just come on now just just say it we sound like ADD right now we all over the place I know well we, we, we're coming off a long very long weekend we are but I want I want I'm glad you paused me and stopped me because I wanted to bring this up we were talking about this our last night in Atlanta when I met up with a friend, somebody yeah. that I'm so glad I could call for him. Yeah. We were talking about this podcast and I was telling her about how some people were complaining a little bit about how, you know, just being extra religious. Yeah. And she something she said something that hit the nail on the head that um what is the scripture? You wanna look that scripture up? About the testimony? About we um you don't got your phone? Your son has my phone. Oh, okay. 
Let me look up my phone. It says, what's the word? We win by the... The, the power, power of, of our, our testimony. testimony. We overcome by the t- power of our testimony. Testimony. Can oh, I know they... I'm butchering that, that scripture. I know. Okay, I think it's Revelations 12, 11. Overcome. And it says... And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, right, and they right. love not their lives unto death. And so um, people that have these religious response, we've been getting a great response to the podcast. Let me just say that. Right. So been growth has been tripling with every episode. People have been subscribing on all the platforms, YouTube, Instagram. It's growing. For listening. We told y'all before, even if you don't listen to all the other platforms, go to transparencytopodcast.com and subscribe to each one because it helps our numbers. But um, so it's been more positive response than negative. But there have been a few people who have been like, well, I didn't expect it to be like that. Or, um, you know, kind of saying things that are really like... You know, they're coming from this religious mindset, overly religious mindset. And I wanted to make it's it It's cool. outside of the structure that they expect. Like, they have this, this this structure in mind that they've seen done over and over and over again within within the religious world. Right. And so when it came to this podcast, because of what kind of artist I am, because of who my wife is. And how I've done teaching how, videos how on my YouTube in channel the past, in the past. They were, think, like, you very... Think you're preparing yourself... When you come into it, you're prepared for a particular thing, and it's not that thing. And so some people are upset, and a few people, not not a not lot. a lot, but and then some people are just kind of like block, like what I ain't even gonna tell y'all what some some of the messages we get. But anyway, um, so when I was talking to my friend in Atlanta, she was I was telling her about that, and she was just like, "But wait, the word says that we win people through our testimony, so." If that's y'all testimony that y'all talking about, what is the problem? And I was like, that's exactly, that hits the nail on the head. Because we never said that this podcast was like a sermons podcast or a teaching podcast or even a counseling podcast. It's just me and my husband who happened to be married talking about topics from relationships to religion and everything in between. There's no... um, You know, we're not going into study before this to bring you a sermon or a teaching. Like, this is just conversational, and the episodes are rooted in our testimony, like things that have happened to us. Mm -hmm. So we don't want anybody to come into the podcast looking for something specific, because then you miss what the Holy Spirit is trying to give to you. So come into the podcast ready for what the Holy Spirit wants to give you, and not looking for what you think it should be because then you miss the blessing. So this is not a teaching podcast. This is not a sermons podcast. We happen to be... Like you said it before, this is just like them sitting in a room with us. Eavesdropping on our conversation. Yeah, indeed. We said that in episode one. So this podcast is based on our testimony. We can't give you anything other than what has been our testimony. So when you say, well, I thought it would be this, and I was looking for this, well, you're going to miss what God might be trying to give you because you think you need some. Come on, baby. Give us some. Um, you'd be real good with the little um, stories. Give us an example of how that. Give us an analogy of why you don't want to go looking for something, and God is trying to give you something totally different because you hell-bent on getting this thing. 
literally hell bent, like hell bent. You know, the word says that God hates pride, a liar and pride. And when I say hell bent, like you think that you are chasing God and what God wants for you, but you're actually hell bent because the pride and ego that you have is driving you towards looking for what you want. That's pride. This life is not about what you want and what you feel like, you know, is necessary above God. Of course, we have our needs. I'm not saying we should not, you know, have our needs or whatever. But when those needs rise above what God says you need, that's a problem. I think and normally I'm really good with you analogies. so good with analogies. Like you be killing it. I'd be like, dang, I, baby, that was good. I think it's kind of like, um, this might not be the best, but... I think it's kind of like you know the scripture when it talks about the guy who who finds a treasure buried in a field, then he covers it up, and then he goes and buys. He sells everything he owns and he buys the field. So it's like <clears throat> he sees the value that no one else can see. So the owner doesn't even see it, right? So the owner looks out on the field like, man, you want this field? They because they're looking for things of value, looking for things in the field. Or on the field that they would consider valuable, and that's going to determine how much they're going to sell the field for. And they look, they don't see much. They just like, oh, this is, and they sell it for a certain price. But that guy knows how valuable that field is, so he's selling everything he owns to get that field. So what I'm trying to say is, the person who knows the treasure is there is coming in there knowing there's value in what can't be seen, and knowing Meanwhile, where to look, knowing where to look. Meanwhile, the person that owns it is kind of looking for the value, looking for what he perceives as value and mm-hmm. can't can't find it at all. Mm-hmm. So he sells it for whatever price he's going to sell it for. And the person he sells it to comes up hugely, comes up largely. You know, so again, what I'm trying to say is if you're coming into this thing looking for what you think are the staples for a good podcast or a good talk or you're looking for... You know, uh, a sermon. Even, or you're yeah, looking for I don't that. think if it's like about a good those, podcast. I think it's about like what people think God's how what people right, think God's right, people right. should do. God's people should talk like, like how this. They, right, they should interact like this. Right. These are the, these are you know staple things that they right. should say. Right, this is how the language should be. This right. is what I'm looking for. If it don't have that, then I'm right. gonna just leave. Right, and you forfeit the opportunity to to learn something from two people who have been. In the faith, who have been reading this Bible, praying to the Most High, in relationship with the Most High, experiencing a life of faith, trial, tribulation. The Lord has brought us out of so much, brought us through so much, mm-hmm. and been with us through mm-hmm. so much. You miss that. I mean, these yeah. are you know, two people who've been doing that, been with the Father for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so you miss you know, all of that when you're looking for... The way you think it should be. It should be. So we say all that to say thank you for everyone who already does that. Because a lot of people really just come in like looking for what the Holy Spirit is going to speak to them through our conversation. But for those people who are looking for something specific in this podcast, we ask that you don't do that. We ask that you pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to show you what you need to take away. Because we might even have, you know, our little theme or what we think you should take away but if that ain't what the holy spirit wants you to take away it doesn't matter so we have that but it's just like when you read scripture 
it has its underlying principle, but there are many things that people take away from that that are all listening to that at the very same time that apply to their life because the word is living and God is able to just do that. So just let God do what he wants to do. Don't make it about what you think it should be. I say all that to say, I didn't want to say the (laughs) words all like graphic for people that are religious and are listening to this, but I'll go ahead and just say it. So for this point, and so some people feel what we were saying um, for the first part is that, you know, they want to have sex with a person before they get married to see if, you know, is the size of this person or the way this person feels going to be something that I'm okay with for the rest of my life. What do you think about that? I think I think that's um that's common. That's a common thought. Even amongst people world. that are believers. Right. In the world. Like even though we know believers. you're not supposed to fornicate, right. people still that believe God are out here doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think people place so much value on that. You know, the physical there's so much value placed on that. Um, I think it's our culture, um, it's, it's society that that uh, promotes that, and it has been since we were young kids. Like it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, the external. Mm-hmm. It's all about how somebody looks. It's all about mm-hmm. um, how they make how you somebody feel. make you feel. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, I, I I truly don't believe that's what God intended the focus to be. You right. know, those things are nice. Those things are cool from a physical perspective, mm. but that's not why you want to determine. You know, that that shouldn't determine, in my opinion, whether you're going to marry someone or you're not. I think having a true love and a desire to 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 be with someone, to to share life with someone, to to assist someone to serve someone to love someone to you know those are the things that should override the physical part because the physical we know is way more mental than physical Mm -hmm. anyway is it for men though it's way yeah you think yeah Yeah. for a man that truly loves the woman that he's with Mm -hmm. now can a man now can a man just turn that off and just be straight physical and not care and just it just be all about the act, you know. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Can it be all about her body and and the shape of it and how soft it is and you know size and all that stuff? Yeah, that's easy. But for true love, for a, a lasting relationship or a loving relationship, partnership, and all of that in marriage, like. Well, what do that. you mean when you say it's mental too for y'all? What it's part of that is because mental? Like when we check out of just the physical and we're like, mean, yo, check I out love this do woman. Do y'all ever really check out of the physical? Yes, we can. You yeah. can? I mean, the phys- like we check out we check out of the physical in terms of that's not the main thing. Has physical, that been true in, in your relationship important. with me? Yes. When did that occur? Like, at what part in our journey? Because we talked about this on the RG Live, how, like, we fornicated, like, we fell. And, like, that the sin of that caused problems in our marriage. And yeah. we, after the first time, we always struggled with 
trying to not fornicate. You know what I'm saying? Right. To the point where we ended up getting pregnant out of wedlock, and that just caused all kind of issues. So at what point for you in that journey of year one to year 17, did it? Did the mental turn on? I, I've never heard this from you or any man yet because it's always like we are physical. Like we need like, you know, you hear for the man, the physical is at the forefront. For the woman, the emotions is at the forefront. Now, ultimately, spiritually should be the priority. But as far as from, you know, just a natural perspective that, you know, is physical for men and emotional for women. So I I want to know some more about what you mean by the mental part. What so, is that for you or, or for men or most men? Because that might not be everybody's story. Right. It might not be everybody. But I think for most men um, who are tapped in, you know, to reality, you know, the reality that, that they're selling us through television, through movies, through music, it's just sex, 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 sex. Yeah. And especially for men who struggle or may not even struggle, they may just watch pornography. You know, those men in particular, I think, are people who be really heavy in their premature ejaculation bag. Wait, you know what I'm saying? Wait, you saying a whole lot of stuff today that is like you just jump into the end and I don't understand what you mean. I'm saying like when you when you when when all you are is thinking about when you're thinking about sex and you're just thinking about the end result, like for for a lot of men, it's like just that end result. Mm -hmm. And so they're not thinking about being in love with the woman. They're not mm -hmm. thinking about the emotional connection mm -hmm. between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. They're just thinking about the physical so they get in and get out. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. But for a man that's tapped in emotionally, it's not the whole premature ejaculation thing. It's not the, you know, get in so and get you, out. It's so not just about the physical. So you're saying that once a man has an emotional connection, it's not he don't have a premature ejaculation? Yeah, I don't believe so. Why do you think that? Because I... Cause if you don't I, have I, no I, emotion, couldn't you go longer because you're yeah. it's nothing oh, tied no. to it? No. And then wouldn't you kind of wouldn't it happen faster because you so in love and it's so like, you know, amazing because it's love I, attached to it? I think for I think for men who uh like like I said, this this culture's always feeding us um ideas about sex. Mm -hmm. And it's like so we're always thinking about it. And so if you're always thinking about it and always trying to get it, when you get it, it's just like you get it and get it done. Like it's a lot of men who 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 just, you know, they might masturbate all the time and just they just it's a lot of men sex. that do that. Like that all right. the like right. yo, That's yo. all they're thinking about. And so mm. when you get into a relationship where it's not just a physical thing, you have an emotional Mm -hmm. um, attachment You're emotionally involved mm -hmm. With the woman Then it becomes about A whole lot more Than just the physical act The physical act Will then last longer In my opinion My experience um, And You just won't be so stuck on that You won't have to have that A particular way In order for you to be satisfied Or happy Like you can literally be happy and satisfied with the woman herself mm -hmm. and not just her body. And when it becomes about more than her body, 
that's true love. That's mm-hmm. a true emotional connection. That's a, you know, that's a place where, you know, a, a man wants to serve the woman, wants to... Okay, well, how do men get to that point? Because I, I know so many men that they never arrive there where the woman is more important than just her body and what she can offer physically. Even women I know that are married, their husband thinks that the purpose that they really serve is to satisfy them physically, whether well, that's sexually or whatever, they just need them to do around the house. Like, right. So how does a man arrive to the point where he's like, you mean more to me than what you can give to me? I think the man really just has to see the value in a woman. You know, how does that happen? Because I talk to so many women and wives and the man don't see their value. I'm talking about I'm talking about like, man, like maybe 98 percent of the women I know. Mm. This is what they're telling me is that the boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or husband or past relationships, current relationship don't see their value. Well, I think um I think it's twofold. I think. How did you get there? Since we're talking about, you know, the fact that this podcast is about like our testimony. So we can't necessarily speak for other people. But like for you, how did you get there? Like. Transparency, the podcast with Ishan and Zara. Visit transparencythepodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at transparencythepodcast for more information plus recent updates. So I was able to see my my wife's value you because you didn't cuz I held you accountable. You held me accountable and you didn't just give me your body immediately. Like you gave me you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the difference. Yeah. That's a difference maker. You know, when somebody holds you accountable, mm-hmm. when somebody sets a standard. Sets a standard. When somebody, mm-hmm. um, when a woman holds mm-hmm. you accountable, mm-hmm. when a woman sets a standard. Even when, when a woman he fights has, and, and pushes. Exactly. And she when still keeps has, it. Y'all really actually do like that, even though you might. Or we love it. Even though you might. We love it. Even though you might act like you don't and we're right. crazy. Oh, we it's love really it. needed and necessary. We love a woman with. Morals. Then how come men be like making women feel crazy for saying no? You're not gonna do this. No, I'm not gonna allow this. Right. Then you crazy. You insecure. You ain't gonna tell me what you gonna do. So if y'all love it so much, then why do y'all make her feel? Right. Not y'all, but sometimes some men make her feel like she's controlling or you know whatever because she's setting you know holding him accountable to a standard. Yeah, well, then you, you're dealing with an immature man. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a man that, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, who is just focused on sleeping with you. That's all he wants. That's his or goal. Or what he wants. Just this is for, to fulfill my needs. Forget about, like, what your needs are. Like, I don't even know what your needs are. Oh, right. I'm supposed to fulfill your needs? No, this is about, right. like, everything I need. Right. Right, yeah. So you, if you're dealing with an immature man, a man who doesn't want to... Um, play a role in the relationship other than a physical role, then you know you you know that's that's what it is. But when a woman holds us accountable, you know, speaking from experience, that makes you feel um, makes you feel like there's a, a 
um, there's something to be gained here. It makes you feel like, you know, she's worthy of my mm-hmm. time, my attention, my focus. Um, it makes you think that, you know, she's not just some woman who everybody has had access a, to, right? Has has been with. It's like it's like you just when when a woman carries herself like that and has those standards. It just it raises her her uh, her value, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Her virtue, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like that's there. Well, can but I it, ask you something? Yeah. Did I lose my virtue then because we fell and I ended up sleeping with you? So, no, you didn't lose your virtue. Hold on, let me Go finish. Ahead. This is this is what I struggled with for so long because you know like I know what God expects and what he expected at that time and fornication was something that God was is very clear on in the word like you do not do this and we you know we tried not to do it and then we you know we didn't flee and and we did it so then if of those things about me made you feel my virtue and rise up as a man, like me holding you accountable called you higher as a man, then what happened when we fell and then, you know, we fornicated? Then, you know, then what does that say about the woman in the relationship? Like, do you still feel like this is somebody I can marry now? Or do you kind of lose that drive to be like, yo, I, I got to get her to the altar. Does it go away? Because, like, I got it now. Like, I don't think it um, I don't think it went away. Now, granted, we, we shouldn't have done it when we did it um, because it, it, it did rob us of some things. Because then after we did, it, be, it began uh, a snowball effect mm-hmm. and it just got out of control. Mm-hmm. But I think... For us, and I'm not shooting you no bail, because, or or, or myself either, because we, you know, we 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 were wrong for that. But I think I was able to see who you were. That was established before mm. we fell. Mm. You know, like I. Knew so you didn't look at me I different after. Yeah, I mean, of of course, because now you know. I'm so. How did Pandora's you... box is open? Right. You know, of course, right. I looked at you different. So how did it change? Tell me how you saw me before that, and then tell me how you saw me after that. Honestly, raw. I just, I just think, like you know, like I said, Pandora's box is open. Like the thing that I didn't know about. No, me, no, I no. I want you to answer me specific. How did you see me before? We're we gonna take this step by step. I can't say. I, I can't say that anything really changed because I just, I had. You such had a already high, fell in love. Basically, I was in love. Yeah. I had a high standard. Mm-hmm. Of you. So you already knew because of, of what I had held you accountable to Initially, prior that, yeah. yeah, this is not her yeah. pattern of behavior. Yeah. This is just, I knew it we wasn't. fell. Okay. I knew it wasn't. Like, okay. I knew who you were, like, from the first mm-hmm. night, our first conversation. But did us... I was asking you those questions, and you was just, the way you was answering them, I'm like, oh. Back to this topic, though, of, you know, you need to have sex with someone to decide but whether you want to marry them or not. Like, after we did that, though, did it, like, did it give you less of a desire to want to marry me? No. You said no. that real, like, no. It made it more. Yeah. I was already in love. 
So, but, but, but so to, to to the point of this question or this this topic, I think you know most times that's not established between people. They just like they you like know the way what? the person that's looks. Really true. They they be jumping in the bed real they quick like the out way, here these right. days. They like the way a person looks. They like the job that person has. They might like their their personality, mm-hmm. their charisma, mm-hmm. and then boom. You know, yeah, they like, okay, well, let's yeah. see what this is like. So, yeah. you know, before I pursue. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I think that's backwards. I think you need to continue to pursue right. who they are, learn more about who they are, enjoy that person as a person, get that well established. And then after you get married, you enjoy the physical. And you can only, and again, it's my opinion, I think you can only enjoy the physical fully when you're completely in love with the person. You know it's a statistic out there that um is proven that divorce rates are higher for people that fornicate. Mm. And this was a secular study. I did this for a See? teaching video a while back when I was doing my YouTube videos. See? Um and I have a video on YouTube called I think it's like 30 ways not to fornicate or right. something like that. I can't remember. It's like 84 but, uh, ways. Yeah, it was like <laughs> all these things that you could do to not fornicate. Um I'll add it. If you go to Transparency the Podcast YouTube page, I will add that in the the mentioned videos. It's a section called mention. So every time I mention something in the podcast, I add that video to YouTube. So I'll add that so y'all can go and check it out. But I was studying for that video and um, I came across a secular statistic that does not believe in the Bible, does not believe in God. They didn't use the term fornicate. But it is a statistic that says that the divorce rate is higher for people who have sex with each other before they get married. That's now, when God says something, he don't be playing. This is this is crossing over to secular lines where you even see this in the secular realm, fact. something that God said in the spiritual realm, That's like don't do this. And it's a principle that that matters whether you believe yeah, it or yeah. not. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? All right. His 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 he's no respecter of man. His principles are gonna fit any circumstance. For real, so, yeah, that's wild. That's but crazy. Yeah, Why do you that, think that is? That divorce is higher when you have sex before you're you marry the person. Out. I mean, of course, whatever God says, if he's setting a standard, it's right whether anybody agrees with it. So right. I'm not asking that question to like dispute God because mm-hmm. whatever God says is final. Whatever you know what I mean. But why do you think that is other than the fact that God said so? Right, because the sex throws a glitch in the getting to know a person. It process. really does. Why do you think that? It throws the glitch in there. It like We it talked just, about this on our IG shifts. Live about how it your the lens that you see the person through is now changed. You it's, can't see them right. Shifted. Yeah. But you see them differently. You 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 can ha- you you can have things your way if you want. Mm-hmm. But your way is gonna fall short. God has developed this recipe for how the relationship process should go, and when we abandon that recipe and do it our way, we just mess things up, right? It's like when you bake a cake. If you add that, you you can't you can't add things prematurely. You can't add the icing inside the batter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like sex is that that's that that's that thing that 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 you, you should just wait don't on. add first. You don't <laughs> add that first. You don't mm-hmm. add it second. You don't mm-hmm. add it third. Like that comes after 
the vows have been made. That mm-hmm. comes after the the, the commitment, the mm-hmm. lifetime commitment has been made. Then boom, you add that, you know, and that's just it's that's God's that you, recipe. It's funny that you said something about the icing because I feel like sex is the icing of marriage. It's like you got to do the work before you can right. enjoy the cake. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or the right. cake don't really taste as good. If you didn't do the work properly before that, like you, you get to know each other. Friendship is so important in marriage because I think more than anything, you and I are like best friends. Like if we weren't friends, I don't think we would have made it through a lot of the things that have occurred between you and I. Like I care for you beyond like a physical or emotional sex. Like it's a friendship first. That's right. And because I care about you as like my friend first, it's things that I can like get through and work through with you that if we weren't friends first, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And I think because we had established that first when we did have sex, even though we did it out of turn, but I'm talking about after marriage, it meant more. It was the icing on it. I think I think sex was even different when we fornicated versus after we got married. Like when we got married... I don't know. It wasn't this guilt and shame attached to it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Even though I know for some people, they don't have guilt and shame when they fornicate. Yeah. But whether you believe it or not, ultimately statistics shows that when you fornicate or secular studies don't use the word fornicate, but have sex before marriage then the divorce rates are higher. But circling back, um, why is it that people feel like sex is the one thing that they have to test the waters or you know test out what this is going to be and whether or not I could live with this forever and not like your spiritual growth your career goals what you think about family like why are those not the things we want to test first like why is it sex because like for me personally I feel like um and I don't know if this is just because I'm a woman but sex is not like a so it's surprising that a woman said this, but it's not a priority for me. Like my emotional needs need to be met. There are things that I feel like I couldn't deal with. Way more things than if the sex life was off. Right. One of them being if you can't prioritize me. Like that's a deal breaker for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. I always come second or third or fourth, like I'm not prioritized. And you demonstrate that throughout the testing phase mm, to me I'm like I'm not trying to always be in the back of your mind right and these are the things you think about it the things you mentioned those are the things that actually matter right you know what I'm saying like God wants you the most I wants you to focus on the things that actually matter because there's so many um relationships marriages they get they get into it and then they get in a divorce after the first year, because then, you know, they they realize that the sex, it, it ain't going to keep nothing together. That don't keep it you together. You know what, though? Like, I think it's some relationships that, like, people really, like, I've heard from men in my past that, like, they're like, yo, sexually, she's so stimulating, I don't care about nothing else. And they literally are with this person and they don't care that she don't bring nothing up to the table because sexually wife, you're, they're so satisfying. That's not a wife. I know that's not a wife, that's, but no, I'm saying like no, there are no, I'm people. I'm saying when they're saying that. They're no, not talking a about man that said that. I yeah, said a man, a man said that. A man saying that. He's not talking about his wife. 
But no, I've heard men say that. Like, I will be with this person. Like, yo, the sexually, this is so fulfilling. I don't care about nothing else. Nah, that's not true. Not for a wife. Not about his wife. Well, then men why you think so much more? Then why you think there are some men sex. who willing to just dip on a wife because sexually she's not satisfying him? Then if that's not the case, because they're because they're not getting satisfied in the sex in the sexual department and in, in that area of their relationship, and you know more than likely, I'm not saying this is the case all the time, but more than likely they're not doing what they need to do for her to put her in a place where she wants to satisfy them sexually you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so when a man does that it's him thinking that he wants the sex so he'll yeah he'll cheat he'll he'll get with a side chick and do whatever you're gonna do but he don't want to be with that side chick no but what i'm saying is i've heard people who are in a committed relationship they don't care about nothing else but the fact that she fulfills him sexually i personally know people like that and they don't cheat on her it's her that she's just so sexually fulfilling that I don't, she don't fulfill none of my other needs, but that's all I need. I've never heard of that. I have. Not from, like, from a single person mm-hmm. that's just out there having sex with a girl, you know, I could see that because there's no commitment, there's no, they don't share any responsibilities, anything like that. But for a married man, for his wife just to satisfy him in that area and she don't, Man, listen. Do anything else? Listen, I in his life. I've talked to so many women and wives that who these dudes. That's really all they want and need. They don't. I don't want nothing else from you. I don't want your accountability. I don't want you holding me to a, calling me to a higher standard. I don't really care about your spiritual growth. You need to just look good and make me feel good, and that's really all I need from oh, you. Well, that's a I'm a woman, and I'm telling you, I. Like, okay, I, I follow you. I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not thinking about. It. I'm, I'm. So you're saying that the guy, that's all. He, like, all she has to do is fulfill the physical role, and he don't want nothing else from and her. And if she that. tries to step up in another area, it's like and be, and be a wife, wife, an actual whole he, human, and not just a vaginal that. opening. It's like sit down. Wow, vaginal opening. That's a crazy way to Cause look at it. Because that's like really all it is, yeah. bro. Like that's all it is. Right. And and it's like, don't hold me accountable. Don't, don't, you know, call me higher. Just do this. That's it. And like, that's all they want. Hmm. Like that. They, there's so many people. I'm telling you, I'm a woman. I talk to wives and other women and they say that. And it's like, you know, when they trying to hold them accountable and call them higher, that's a problem. They're like, you are doing too much. This is you. This you need to stay right here in this, and that's it. And that's mm. all they want them to no, be. I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. That's crazy. I, I was I was just thinking about men who are actually looking for a whole woman, not a man that's just looking for like a vaginal said, a, opening. A vaginal opening. Now, if, if that's what you're looking for, yeah, I could see. I could see that. And this is the thing, though, like, man, like how deep, and this is, this is people that serve God, claim to serve God, and don't serve God. All across those three lanes, there are women that I'm talking to, and this is coming from them. 
And my thing is people that say they legitimately love and serve God, how can you That's only want your woman for a vaginal opening That's a lie. when scripture clearly talks about laying your life down for her? That's right. Not laying her down for you to get in a vaginal opening, right, but right. laying your life down for her. What are some examples, you being a husband, of doing that? How do you lay your life down for your wife? Mm, laying my life down consists of me putting my wife first in a lot of areas and not just doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, like literally considering her, considering you. Wait, hold on. You said putting your wife first in a lot of areas, not every area except for God? You said a lot of areas. A lot of areas. No. You, you, you don't think, think I come first in every in area? Every area? I'm supposed to come first in every area after God. Like it's God, then his wife, right. then his kids, then it's everything else. So that means the wife is above everything else. So she would be prioritized above everything else after God in the order of what God says. Hmm. Gotta think about that one. What is there to think about? You you you're saying put you first in every area. You're supposed to prioritize me according to what God says in every area first after him. God God is prioritized first in everything. Otherwise you would be making an idol out of me. Right. So God comes first, but in the order of family, it is God, it is husband, it is wife. It is children, and then it's everything else. So if you no, prioritize something underneath the in the everything else everything else area, you're out of order. So for example, if a family member which comes after me, which is in that everything else realm, wants something from you that I disagree with, and we have a conversation, and God is not the one who told you. And it lines up with scripture about what you're supposed to do, and you do it anyway. You're out of order. No, I can now. If I'm saying if I'm requesting that's something from you that's ungodly, I'm not talking about requesting things from you that are, are ungodly. Because so you're taking it to another level. Not that's not what I was talking about. Well, what you talking about? I was then? talking about simple things like, you know, deciding to get you a dessert on the way home. As opposed to just getting myself something. <laughs> what you mean? I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking extra heavy. I was just thinking about like we're talking you about first, priorities, like, babe. I ain't talking about we we talking. About, I said prioritizing. Okay, so and prioritizing these are not. We ain't talk. We talking about things that matter because if you have to prioritize me, then it matters. Right. Right. So you're supposed to prioritize me in everything, not just some things. No, and I, that's where you I get issues in marriage when about, your your wife is not a priority after God. And then we don't use God like some men do. This is what God want me to do. I don't care that you're in disagreement with it. Because we talked about before how prayers be unanswered and hindered for men because they're not loving their wives right. So, again, if I'm asking you something ungodly, which I would never, ever do, anything I request of you or ask you to prioritize me in is calling you higher in God. I would never ask you to do something that brings you, you know, 
beneath the standard of God. Of course you wouldn't. So, um, and I know some women do that, but if this is a godly woman who's calling you higher in God and requesting something of you, and you are not prioritizing her in every area under God, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, I, I wasn't, like I said. I don't me, know no other me, way me to saying, think of that. Me, me saying what I was saying, I wasn't talking about on that. I wasn't talking about on that level. I was just talking about a simple level. Like I said, you know, making you something to eat first instead of making myself something or, you know, getting up when I don't feel like well, it. Then to what go did get you, you mean something. by saying prioritize you in most things? What would you not prioritize me in then? You know, sometimes, um, sometimes on my way home from work, you know, I grab myself, you know, uh, a cupcake or something, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't think about you. I just, I eat it in the car. Baby, that I'm not talking about stuff like that. Like, I, <laughs> I get stuff to eat real, too, and I don't bring nothing. I, I might not bring nothing for you. I, I mean, thinking, sometimes I call and say like, "Do you want something?" But I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about indecision making. I was thinking on a real trivial. Level. Yeah, I, ain't I wasn't talk, thinking. Uh, uh, I ain't, I ain't talking about trivial because people out here that's listening that might be going through stuff, the them issues ain't trivial. No, yeah, no. I, I think I think um, prioritizing your wife is is very important if we're talking about you know really serious things. Like I said, I was thinking real trivial, just on on the surface. Um, so let's let's just let's let's back up and clarify. You do agree that the wife should be prioritized in every area over other people. Of course. Okay. I just want. I was about to be a, like, damn, we gotta go back to counseling. What's going on? Like, no, no, no. That's not a that's not a question. Okay, like because I, said, I you prioritize question, you just, above everybody. Right. There's right. no one that comes before you in my life after God. God will always come before you. Will never occupy that space. That space is forever occupied by God. After Likewise. God, though, it's you. Like, Likewise. I love my brother. We are, like, very close, but I'm not going to prioritize his needs above yours. Like, Likewise. if he called me... I wasn't even or... thinking about people. Like, like I okay. said, I'm, I'm if thinking it ain't about people, say it's a job. If if this thing is taking no, me away right. from you that's more right. than what you need and you come to me... Now, if you find with it, that's different. But if you come to me and you say, look, you're always at work and I never see you and I feel like... This is a problem. I don't say, well, that's my job. Oh, well, I prioritize you above that thing. Absolutely. And Likewise. say, well, what do you need? How do, what do we need to change it then? Likewise. There should be nothing, nothing. The word says that let nothing separate what God has put together. Like right. nothing. So that means no that I'm a priority above everything after God. Right. And so anything that comes in between us that we can't talk about or that supersedes what you and I need from each other is a problem. No, you're absolutely right. I agree. I agree totally. Like I said, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Um, like a, a more just trivial surface level. You know, I'm talking about food. I'm talking about getting up in you the middle always, of the night. You always think about food, bro. Like, we just talk just about saying. your sugar addiction and you still talk uh, when I get a cupcake. You are getting cupcakes. Tell them on yourself, not telling me. You just told on yourself. I know. I'm saying, like in those in those scenarios, I'm not putting you first. I'm putting myself first. I'm just being Baby, real. There, there are gonna be times <laughs> I'm just saying, where you're I'm not just saying, gonna hit the mark that's where every I time. Go. That's where I go when you go to like on big things, on serious matters. Of course, you come first. Like 
you know, right now, I work overnight. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out at the gig how can I move to working in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, because I know you got an issue with me being gone all throughout the night. And, mm-hmm. you know, you want to, I want to lay with you at night. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I want to, you know, hold like my Like, I never see my husband about right. 70% of the week at night. Right. I go to bed alone because he works at night and I don't like that. So, but you know, again, I had it's not an issue that I brought to you. Like, look, you're going to have to do something about this. Like, right. when I come to you like that, that's like, okay, a decision needs to be changed. I've I've let you know I don't like it, and I wish we could change it and requested you to change that, but, you know. Right, and I'm, what, I'm looking into that now because of that, because it's something you expressed. Um, and I think it's just, it's probably better, it's probably more healthier for me to do that anyway. But, yeah, yeah for those... Things like that, things like family members, things like, you know, work. Um, even with, you know, I think we discussed this before, you know, talking about me, you know, going on tour. You know, me recognizing that that was hard on you. Mm-hmm. And I was gone for two months. Mm-hmm. Realized how hard that was on you. Mm-hmm. It was like, I just cut it out, you know. Now, mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, dodging it mm-hmm. because I felt mm-hmm. like that was going to happen mm-hmm. years prior. Mm-hmm. And then when the opportunity came up. I did it thinking we can handle it, and it was like, nah, you can't handle it. So, because we had small babies, and yeah. I was just by myself, yeah. And you were living like a single mother, and mm-hmm. I, you know, that can't happen. So, you know, I think um, when it comes to those things, you know, like I, I me, me personally, I have to put you first and what you need first, and as a priority, because that keeps everything into perspective for me. That mm-hmm. keeps everything in line. Because if when I get off of that, when I don't put you first and I put me first and what I think, everything becomes discombobulated and all over the place because now I'm just doing whatever I think is right. Then why is that a problem with men, you think? Because it's like, I don't really, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if this is most women and how we talked about how women, if you want to know, see what the love of God looks like, look at a woman because they love like God loves I don't know if it's that, but like I desire to put you first in everything after God. Like that is important to me. But there are times when that's like, that's a conflict for us from your end. Like I have to tell you, you're not prioritizing me. And then it's like, you kind of like, I don't want to. Right. And not just you, but a lot of wives I talk to, their husbands are saying, it's like we are. We are so glad to prioritize y'all. And it's like a fight to get y'all to prioritize us sometime when the scripture clearly says, like, love your wife and lay it down, like, give it up for her. What? So I, think, like, I think the reason why the scripture says that is because it's going to be a challenging thing. Mm-hmm. I think the most High has to tell us to do things that, that we, we won't, won't do naturally. naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, so him telling us that's a command. Right. You know, and we are supposed to show our love for him by obeying his commands. So he he drop a command. We say, okay, I need to make sure I do this because you know he knows that's going to be difficult for a man to do. I think I think a lot of men. I think we have a superhero complex where we want to save the day. We want to answer all the problems. We want to fix every issue, everything. And so we're so focused on trying to figure out how to fix everything for everybody for everybody that the wife just falls at the bottom just of that falls list 
to the wayside. Why, if we're the ones who are in your face every day, who are like sat laying our lives down for y'all all day with the kids and you know your everything, like why would we get dropped? Of everybody else's needs, why would what we need be the thing that because get, you're like, the consistent? You're consistent. I don't need to focus on that. You're and I'm so just telling you because how, how I'm good and I manage everything so well, you don't have to man, be concerned have, with exactly. I, I can conquer the other things. Dang. You know, but but here's the thing: you're built that way. Mm-hmm. I'm built the way I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like so for a woman to expect a man to just behave that way. Automatically, in a way where he's just where he prioritizes prior, it. Yeah, like like to to expect that automatically. I think that's that's a wrong expectation Whoa. because we're not built that way. Like I said, that, that's why it was a command. Look, if this is that. a, a natural man, I'm expect that from him because he don't right. know no better. Right. But if I'm talking about a man that say he know God, I'm not expecting that from you because God calls you higher than that. That's right. So if you really know God and you really know what God says about you and your wife, for you to say, don't expect me to prioritize you is blasphemy. Now, I'm not saying don't expect me to like at all. I'm saying don't, don't expect, expect that, that to be your natural to be instinct. natural instinct or be the just the, the automatic default because it might not be. Well, for, then for how do man. we fix that? Because it, it needs it, to be if exactly. God is calling that, you to that. Exactly. That's why when it comes up. Hey, enjoying this free podcast? Want to support your hosts? Go to transparencythepodcast.com slash support to find out how. And a man has to look that in the face and understand that that's a commandment of God. There's something he's responsible for, then he he needs to be responsible for. But like I said, if that's not in his face, if he don't know and understand that, he's going to go to his default, which is... I'm trying to figure out how you don't understand, else. lay your life down. What is there to not... You, hold you, on, you hold on, hold on. break that down. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this is my thing. Because when you're in marriage... Because I'm going to tell you what men first think when, when they hear that word, what? lay your life down. What? Dying die for, for your you. family. Yeah, like taking it. a bullet for them that's and it. that's I'll it. I'll die for my family. That's it. You don't think yeah, about but this is the, the thing. everyday dying. Yeah, but, and I'm glad you said that because Yeshua, again, if you're new to the podcast, Yeshua is the Hebrew version. I'm going to say it, baby, because Pete, my husband, look, I, I have to explain it. If it's a new person jumping in on episode Let four. Let them go research. No, babe, that's not cool. You have to inform people. Yeshua is the Hebrew word for Jesus. Jesus is English. The native tongue of Yeshua was most likely Hebrew. So I say Yeshua instead of Jesus because I want to get as close to the truth as I can. So if Yeshua, and I now lost my point. Now, now I forgot what I was saying. Because you threw me all off. By no, telling me you threw explain. yourself off trying to break no, it down No, because you sitting here talking about don't explain it. I, we're going to have to explain. You hate explaining things to people. But we're going to have to do that, babe. Like, if people coming in and they hear that word and they've never heard that before, they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to be like, who is Yeshua? I've been at work and have took my last job and I've talked to people and I'm so used to saying that and other people are not. They think I believe something foreign. Like, who is that? What is that? I'm so you have to explain to the first it. Episode, but baby, they if they it. didn't listen to it, they're not going to know. Don't be like that. Okay. We're here to make sure that people can 
get as close right. to understanding. You're right. But I, anyway, I lost my point. I don't know what I was saying. But anyway, well, well, at the end of the day, you know, you Yeshua, he did die. But he also did so many other things before the death occurred. That's, so that's it's just fact. like... It's not just oh I will kill I will get killed for my family because you need to be around to protect your family that you got to protect and too. Listen, that's that's what happens when you get into the details. Mm-hmm. When you get into the details of living a life that's obedient to God, living a life that's modeled, living the same life that's modeled by Yahshua. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're if you're you know seeking to attain that or or that's your goal mm-hmm. then yeah you're going to fix those things them in a way and that's and that's where you're going to end up but for the average christian man mm-hmm. if, if we if we just you know consider people who are taught by uh mainstream christianity it's like responsibility personal responsibility and accountability that's not something that's promoted yeah, you know it's like true. you can sin you can do all of the stuff just ask mm-hmm. for forgiveness and it's like nobody really holds them to the things that they say they believe. But then how come women are held to everything and then men are like, well, just ask for forgiveness? Like, what? That's the kind of society we live in. That's freaking crazy. And that's a, and that's a subtlety that a lot of people don't even like. It, it's subtle. Like, that's sexism, a problem. That's why that divorce is, is, is real on the rise. That's why so many marriages are not working because they're not taught properly what it is Absolutely. to be a man and a husband Absolutely. and a wife and a woman. Men. As a believer in God, you can't just be reading this stuff surface and then wonder why your marriage not working. You got people. We back on marriage again. We supposed to be talking about. Yeah, we've been on marriage. <laughs> well, look, because we married thing. y'all. So at the end of the day, look. I mean, that's what you're gonna get, man. You know, take take from take from it what you can, but you. But look, when you jump into this people. before you're married with those ideas and concepts that are not fully under, there you go, right there before you marry. When you get into marriage and you like, I don't like you. I don't like you either. No, this is how it's, no, this is how it's supposed to go. This is whole breakdown and then people don't even know where to turn when all the answers God already gave them about how to make your marriage work. And, and it's like nobody knows what to do when God already gave us all the answers. It's, it's the fact that I read you this quote the other day and you were like, I don't get it. What does that mean? And I'm going to read it to you again. Somebody tweeted, never judge a philosophy by its abuse. You said, I don't get it. If somebody is abusing a philosophy, you can't judge the philosophy by the fact, by the person that abused it. I got it. I got it. And so that's the same thing with what we're talking about. That's what threw me off. Right. Never judge a philosophy by its, the philosophy's abuse. But wouldn't it be the philosopher who's abusing? No, baby. Not the philosophy itself? No. Never judge a philosophy by its abuse. How it's abused. And then that's what we see. When we see men dominating women, controlling women, Telling them that only women submit and not men. It's not a mutual submission. These are people that are taking teachings of Yeshua and putting them on the culture and on people and saying, this is how it goes. And then when that marriage doesn't work, now we're mad at Yeshua. Right. And it's not his fault. It's the person's understanding that is false oh, yes, indeed. and abused. And now we need to understand it's that person that got it wrong, not Yeshua. When we submit mutually, like Yeshua says, marriage is beautiful. Like when when you do it the way that God and Yeshua said, like marriage. And you know it, what? You're absolutely right. Because 
that in its rawest form. Like, that's what I love about just reading the Word of God for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love to hear it preached and, how the, and hear people, people's interpretations. That's cool. But it's just something about just reading you know the God raw, unadulterated word it's like this. of God if for yourself. If somebody told me about you before I met you, I'm like, wow, he sounds really nice. Yeah, he do this. I heard his album. This is what he mean. And they might get a few things off about what you meant on that album. Right. But then when I meet you and I sit down and I talk with you and I have a personal relationship with Absolutely. you and then you explain to me what you meant, yeah, it's you totally it. different when somebody else speaks for you yep. on your behalf. Yep. Yep. And so that's absolutely right. So when you look at God's word for what it is and you let his spirit do the teaching for you and you see it for what it really is, it's like, oh, no, I need to literally die to myself. Study to show thyself approved, right, right. not listen to show thyself approved to somebody else. Teach it. Right, right. Now, I'm not saying that teachers who are really anointed by God are not important to your growth. But it's not more important than studying for yourself Indeed. and letting the Holy Spirit teach you. Absolutely. Because then you get it. You don't have it uh, postured as something else. Because I've had that done where I see a scripture based on the way somebody explained it to me, based on somebody else's commentary. And now that's the way I think about that scripture. And now th- that's the model of that scripture. Whatever that person said, that's the model in my head. So I think I got to act like what they said. I got to behave like their interpretation. And that could be flawed. It could be corrupt, you know? And, and so, that's I'm, the thing, so now even I'm treating my the... wife according to right. how that pastor or that minister or that teacher told me I should treat my wife. And, that's, and it could be against God's word. Yeah, so I think that's the same thing that brings us back to the, um, the point with the podcast don't listen to this thinking this is a teaching or a sermon podcast. Get what the Holy Spirit wants you to get. Right. And going back to the original point of this podcast, when it comes to this idea of having to test the water, you got to sample someone sexually in order to know whether you can be with them in the future, that that's backwards, y'all. Sample and not only does life. God say it, and tell you that but statistics confirms it without even realizing that god said it first the divorce rate is higher if you fall in no conviction i mean no (laughs) no condemnation have conviction repent even if you haven't repented yet and you already married repent for what you did in the past because there's a freedom that comes with that um so don't feel condemned like your marriage is condemned but it's not wise to feel like, oh, no, if I don't test out how they are sexually when we get married, it might all be something I don't know if I can live with forever. No, that's a, a trick and a lie of the enemy. Because the way society is, because of the way that, you know, popular culture is, what we're seeing on television, what we're hearing in the music, what we're seeing in movies is always like the, these underlying sexual themes these things are done on purpose to have yeah. us always thinking about sex, mm-hmm. always thinking about what another person looks like underneath their clothes, yeah. always imagining what they would be like if we were in the bed with them. Mm-hmm. And so when you're always thinking about, like, we're being trained mm-hmm. to think that way. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, you're not just, just because you have a thought don't mean it's your thought. Right. And don't mean it's a thought that you need to continue in. Right. So when scripture says um, in Philippians 4.8, it's a good reminder of what we need to be focused on because 
you can't just look at society and expect them to do everything right, right. and to and to make excuses for them. And and like you you, you gotta you gotta be responsible for the things you think about, the things that you consider, the things that you focus on. It's your responsibility, nobody else's. Right. So and uh, uh Philippians four eight says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on think about these things. These are the things that we need to be constantly thinking about to um juxtapose what what the world is feeding us, what we're getting through, and I hope I'm. Using so that just, means some of these shows y'all be right. watching, y'all might not be able to watch no more. Right. Like there, right. I'm not gonna name the show. Right. But there was a particular show that everybody was hype about because it was the black person. I started watching this show, but then I'm like, this is like a porn. Wow. No, like. Wow. I had to just stop. But they're believers who are still celebrating this show wow. and this person, wow. despite these deeply pornographic scenes. Like wow. we clearly, as believers, shouldn't be watching stuff like that, and then wondering why, when you have the lust of the eyes and the flesh rooting in you, why you're doing things you're doing in real life. Indeed, indeed. So it's like you can't practice that scripture you just read and watch shows where it's basically a porn. I mean, this I I was like, really, this is what we're doing, right? And the things people and in other shows, it's not necessarily pornographic or borderline pornographic. It's just the stuff that they're talking about. Yeah, they're discussing things that Mm -hmm. are not. Lovely, that are not good, that are not, you know, beneficial for you in a positive way. And you're sitting here taking in all of these things. Bible also tells us to watch, you know, to to, to guard our eye gates and our ear gates because demonic influence is out here. And it's out here. And when it gets in you, it's it's out there to get in you. It's going to come out of you. And when it's in you, it's going to come out of you. That's a fact. And then people don't know why their relationships ain't working. Indeed, have no clue. Why am I thinking about this when I'm with her? Why, you know, for, for women, why am I thinking about this when I'm with him? Why? Because this is what you've been Look at what you've been thinking about and yourself. watching and listening to. And when you find your, I remember this. I'm going to say this. This, this, will, this will be the last thing I say so we could wrap up. I remember when I was laying on the ground filled with holes from being shot. I'm laying there. I wake up because I, I passed out. When I when I woke up, it was like all of these people from the projects just standing around looking at me. And some people was just looking disgusted. Some people was looking like ah, oh, you know, another statistic or whatever. And so I'm I'm I'm, I'm I, I realized the position that I'm in. I'm laying on the ground in the projects filled with bullet holes. Automatically, my mind goes into something that I probably seen in the movie or seen on the TV show or something like that. And so I say. I'm going to die because it's like it's something I've seen before. You know, just that whole image of somebody laying on the ground. Not just somebody, a black a person black laying on the ground a, a, a black with kid, bullet holes. A black kid uh, laying on the ground filled with holes and what I thought was appropriate to say just in that moment, finding myself in that moment, it's like you kind of look around for what to say 
And what I found was for what to say and I, I've, what comes to me is something that I've seen before, something I've heard before, and it was, I'm going to die. So I just confessed that because of what I had seen prior and finding myself in that situation, I did what I've seen before. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my automatic response, something I've seen before. Mm. I can't necessarily, you know, say that I felt like I was going to die. It just felt like the appropriate thing to say. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I feel like when we find ourselves in, you know, according to what we're talking about, you find yourself at alone with a person or in a quote unquote compromising position with a person. Your default is, you know, what you've seen or what you've been taking in. It's like sometimes you're going to respond. Well, most times you're going to respond like what you've been seeing when we're consuming all of these things on television and in the radio. And then you find yourself in a circumstance like that, something you've seen. Now you're in that circumstance with somebody. You just naturally do it because you're used to it. And the same thing goes true for just anything in relationships. When you're listening to people who are interpreting the scripture wrong, you're going to start living your life according to the wrong teaching that you're getting and wonder why your relationships are not working, um, which is what we went through in the beginning. My husband was under false teaching. And then, um, you know, we just we went through years of removing that stronghold. So sometimes it's not necessarily like the person that you're in a relationship with that you can't successfully have a good relationship. It's that there's these wrong teachings that we got to attack and not each other to resolve. So, you know, with that in mind, with this this one that went way over. So we're going to get off and catch y'all on the next one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Transparency the Podcast on Instagram. At Transparency the Podcast. We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>